Welcome back once again. My name is Mike, and this is Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Today, we're continuing in John chapter 8. We're, we're approaching the end, and the tension, it just continues to build. If you remember, we've seen some people believe in Christ, and now we've seen Christ confront those who do not believe in him, and, and he's been explaining that, that he has been faithful to his Father. He speaks what his Father has told him. He, he does what he's seen in the Father, and there is a, a another Father, though, that is at work in the lives of the listeners who are unwilling to believe. Now, Jesus hasn't said who that father is yet. We will get to that. But let's look at our text for today. Uh, this text is going to talk about Abraham as the father and build off of this theme of, of who Abraham is and what it was <coughs> that Abraham did that, that led to him being righteous. Oh, let me show you in the text. Starting in Romans 8, verse 39 through the first part of verse 41 says, they answered him, Abraham is our father. Remember, Jesus just said, my father, basically I, I am doing what the father in heaven has told me to. He says, but you're not doing what the, you're not doing what the heavenly father says. You're following your own father. Their knee-jerk reaction, our, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. Jesus, he uh, just confronting them. He says, listen, you are not doing the works of Abraham. Abraham is not your father. You are not following in his footsteps. You have a, a completely different father. And this is the father that is the enemy of the heavenly father. Well, let's just ask the question, what works did Abraham do? What is it that Jesus has in mind? What is it about Abraham that was so special? Well, let's turn to Genesis chapter 15 and let's let's look at this. Genesis chapter 15, verse one. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Here's what God says. God comes to Abram. He says, fear not, Abraham. Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. He's saying, I, I don't have an heir. I, I'm childless. This is this is a great issue. How can I, what are you going to do for me, Lord? You're saying you're doing something. What is it you're going to do? And Abram, Abram said, behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. God presents Abram with this promise. Now look at verse 6. And he, Abram, believed the Lord. And the Lord counted it to him as righteousness. What is the grand work of Abram? Abram messed up a bunch of times. Well, we don't have time to get into all that. But Abram, he at moments messed up in some very dramatic ways. And yet, here in this moment, when God spoke his word to Abram, Abram believed God. And so God counted it to him as righteousness. 
See, this is the works of Abram. This is the works of Abraham. This is what makes Abraham such a significant figure in, in the history of our faith. We look at Abraham and we say, this is a man who was not perfect. This was a man who messed up. This was a man who sometimes was cowardly. And yet, this moment, he believed that God would, would fulfill his promise to make him the father of many nations, to make him the father of, of many, many people, to have numerous, numerous, numerous descendants, like the, like the stars in the sky. Abraham had no, he had no logical reason for believing this, but he did. He trusted God. This is so significant. Because if we go back to what Jesus is saying, what Jesus is speaking, Jesus is God in the flesh. He's speaking to these people. He's performing miraculous signs to demonstrate who he is as the son of God. And as he does these things, some believe, but some do not. And those who do not believe, they, they persist in their, in their aggression toward the Christ. And they say, Abraham is our father. Abraham is our father. And Jesus says, if Abraham were your father, you would believe. You would believe. Well, why does John write this gospel? John writes this gospel that we might believe that Jesus is the son of God and have life in his name. This is the work of Abram. This is, this, is this is the story of the entire scripture. The Bible calls us, is there a moral life we're supposed to live? Yes, but before, before the moral life we're supposed to live, we are called to trust in God. We're called to trust in God as he has revealed himself. And the, the pinnacle of God's self-revelation is found in the person and the works of Jesus Christ. And so we are called to be like Abraham. We are called to believe God as we believe in Christ. This is our ancient way for our modern day in all of this tension about who Jesus is and what people will believe about him. For you and I today, we are presented with this, once again, this clear gospel call. Are you going to redefine Jesus and how you want him to look? Are you going to strip away attributes of Jesus that you're not comfortable with? Or are you willing to believe that Jesus is the eternal, divine creator, the son of God in the flesh, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? You know, one of the things I love about the Gospel of John is just how often we, we, we are just on repeat. This is who Christ is. Will you, will you trust in him? He's not coming. He's not saying, "Come, clean your life up, be better, and then I will love you." No, he's saying, "Come, believe in me. Come, trust in me. After that, we will fix things up." But, but come, come by faith. Believe the Lord. Trust in Christ. This is the ancient way for our modern day.